Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast. We talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year. There's no off-season, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just a line drive from Sunken Diamond, the baseball home of the Stanford Cardinal. And guess what today's date is? Today's date is September 20th, 2018. Why is that significant? That means we're in late September, folks. We are in late September. There's less than two weeks worth of games left in the 2018 season. And we're starting to see some of the teams starting to fall off by the wayside. We're starting to see some crystallization. And let's face it, there's really, there's no more drama left in the American League. I don't think. I mean, the real... The Yankees and the A's, who's going to have, who's going to host the wild card game is the real drama right now. Uh, but the Yankees are up, was it two and a half, one, whatever it is, they own the tiebreaker. So the A's not only have to tie the, A, the Yankees, they have to pass them. And that's tough to do at this point in the season. Now, using the your friend Sully's favorite way of looking at the postseason, which is what if we just eliminated divisions and have the top three teams be the top three seeds and the four and five play a play-in game? Well, if that's the case, then we would be seeing a ton of drama in the American League right now because right now I'm just going over to MLB.com. I was wondering why wasn't this mouse moving? It's because it's, it's on my laptop I have two computers running at the same time here in the massive Sully Baseball Information Center. We have, okay, I'm trying to hit standings. Come on. This is exciting. Exciting to hear me use it. Okay, if we had my version of it, then Tampa Bay would be tied with the Indians and the Mariners would be two games back in the loss column for the final wild card spot. And the A's and Yankees would be running fast to not play in that play-in game as there's three games separating them uh, in the uh, in the loss column. It's going to, ha- I mean, the Yankees will have to go on a massive slump and the fact that they've slapped the Red Sox around the last two games, you know, if the Red Sox lose today, then that would be a wonderful thing for Yankee fans because they won't have to see the Red Sox celebrate in the Bronx. Uh, even though I'm still angry at the Red Sox these days, it would have been nice to have seen if they clinched the division to do it in New York. There'd be something, a wonderful middle finger that goes on there. But the AL's basically wrapped up. I mean, it's really, there's really no more, there's no more drama going on in, in the AL right now. Now, of course, the National League... We we're seeing that the Rockies have picked the wrong time to have a losing streak. Uh, the Cardinals are keeping the door open from the wild card, but the Dodgers, you got to give them credit. And so this is, you know, this is something I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the fact that, first of all, as unpredictable as this season is, and how many times you threw your hands up in the air and said, geez, who knows what's going to happen? There is a distinct and a truly distinct possibility that we are going to have a rematch of last year's World Series. 
I made this point the other day, but the fact of the matter is, all the Astros have to do is go six and four the rest of the season. They have 10 games left, win six of them. That's not outlandish. That's basically, you know, avoiding going 500. And if they do that, despite all the injuries, despite all the the bullpen issues, despite all the disappointments, the Astros would have matched last year's win total of 101. You know, the year where everything went perfectly and they went to the World Series and won it. They're in, they can do that. They can win 101 games this year by going 6-4 and four the rest of the way. And I think then become the favorites to win the American League pennant. I don't care what the Red Sox final win total is going to be. The Astros are the best team in the American League now. Not over 162 games, now. But the other thing to point out is the fact that you have to, have to, have to admire Los Angeles and what's happened with them. Let's just put a couple of things into a little bit of perspective right here. Now, the Dodgers have had a very strange season where they got off to a horrible start. They were floundering around at one point to the point where some people were talking about, should they fire Dave Roberts? And other people, including your pal Sully, was thinking, do you know what? They're, what, nine games out of first or whatever it is? They're not going to make that up. And Clayton Kershaw is going to opt out. Why not get something for Kershaw? Well, it's a good thing I'm not their general manager. But look at what, in on August 22nd, the Dodgers were stumbling and rumbling and bumbling. They just were swept by the St. Louis Cardinals. And they were four and a half games out of first place less than a month ago, on August 22nd. And people were looking at the moves, like the Manny Machado move and, and, and all the other, the Dozier trade, and everything they had done, and their bullpen was an absolute disaster. And Kenley Jansen was having heart issues. Heart issues, that's all I'll say. I won't say anything. I won't remind people that a lot of times PED users have heart issues. That has nothing to do with Kenley Jansen. I don't like the inference that you're making. But there they were, looking like the grandest underachievers, four and a half games out, and looking out on a landscape where they got a bunch of games against Arizona, a bunch of games against Colorado, a bunch of games against the, uh, the Cardinals who had just swept them at home, and they had to take a good long look in the mirror. While the Rockies were flying high and your pal Sully was like, hey, they're a super fun team. They're going to win the division. And suddenly the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, who looked like they were going to be one of the elite teams in the National League, absolutely collapsed. So the only thing that needed to happen was that the... Dodgers had to, you know, get their act together somehow, and it just did not look like they had it in them. So after that big, huge slump that they had and the sweep by the St. Louis Cardinals at Dodger Stadium, which the Dodgers' bullpen was a mess, after that day, the Dodgers are... A National League best, 18-7. and seven. Now, since that day, the best team in baseball has been the Tampa Bay Rays. But 
they've have no chance of making it to the postseason. But I digress. The Dodgers are 18 and 7 since then. 18 and 7. The Rockies are an even 500. Of course, the Diamondbacks have been the worst team in the National League since then, 8 and 18. So, you know, they've been they're basically the inverse of the Dodgers. But look at what the Dodgers have done since then. Since that day, they went to play, okay, they swept the Padres. The Padres stink. They swept the Rangers. The Rangers stink. But guess what you have to do if you want to make up games? You can't dismiss that. We've seen the teams, the quality teams, like the Yankees, stub their toe against teams like the Twins and the White Sox and the Blue Jays. With that, def- with that humiliating sweep at home, they could very easily have said, you know, drop the game or two here. You know, losing, you know, one game to the Padres or splitting the series with Texas. But no. They had a walk-off win. They clobbered them one day. And then off they went to Arizona. And they had to play four games with Arizona. And they won three of them. They didn't do well against the Mets. But then they went to the Rockies. And this is the key. Between September 7th and last night, the Dodgers, who were chasing the Rockies, played them six times. Six times the Dodgers went head-to-head with the Colorado Rockies since the first week of September. Knowing they had that four-and-a-half game deficit, they were trying to eliminate. And by the time they wandered into Denver on Friday the 7th of September, they were back by a game and a half. Now, how did the Dodgers do in those six games against Colorado head-to-head? Do you know what they did? They won five of them. They took five out of six. Head-to-head. Winning one of them four to two. Winning one of them nine to six. Winning one of them in a walk-off the other day. And winning one of them where Yasiel Puig came off the bench, hit the three-run homer. They were behind in most of those games. And, of course, they came out and they, yes, they lost two out of three to the Reds, but then they corrected it. They took two out of three from the Cardinals and just swept the Rocks. When you look at the outcome of the National League West of this year, and it's starting to look like, because, again, there's not a lot of time to make up ground. The best time to make up ground are the head-to-head matchups. And you have to give L.A. credit for this. You have to give them credit that they were spiraling. There was talk of, is the manager wrong? What's wrong with the team? Was it stupid for them to deal for Manny Machado? If they had split those games, they'd be still trailing Colorado. They clobbered them. They took five out of six. That's the turning point of the National League West in 2018. Now, the rest of the way, the Dodgers have three games with the San Diego Padres, three games with the Diamondbacks, and three games in San Francisco. 
And I remind you what I, what I said when they beat up some of those bad teams earlier. The Dodgers now have a two-and-a-half game lead on the Rocks. And they have three more home games left, yes, to be sure. And then they're on the road against a demoralized Arizona team. And a Giants team who's, they're not going to have Belt, they're not going to have Cueto, they're not going to have Posey, it's going to be basically minor leaguers. Now, yes, the Giants may have their pride and want to smack them around. And may want to say, oh, you're not going to clinch on our watch. But do you know what? Does that really, is that really what's going to motivate this bunch of young Giants? Now, the Rockies are at home. And there's, or they're going, actually, they're going to Arizona next. And they're playing Philadelphia and they're playing Washington. Now, Philadelphia and Washington are more talented than San Diego and San Francisco. They just are this year. The Rockies had it in their hands, like the, like the Mayan idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark when he said, I had it, Marcus, I had it in my hand. When they looked up, and they had just finished sweeping the Giants after take, you know, they, they were on a, what was it? They were on a five-game winning streak when the Dodgers came into town. Up a game and a half. And it all turned there. And now, you take a look at the way, you know, Puig has been playing out of his mind recently. He's been on a home run tear recently. And in the last 14 games, his OPS is 1.676 with seven homers. In the last week, he's batting 500 with six home runs and an OPS over two. But that's, that's a kind of a small sample size. And guess who's also back in case you missed it, in case you were looking around? You know Clayton Kershaw? You remember him? He's not, he's not in the Cy Young conversation this year. He's not. Because it's DeGrom, it's Scherzer, and, you know, third place will be Nola. That's your one, two, three. DeGrom, Scherzer, Nola. You know, this is not Kershaw's dominating year. But guess what? He's been pretty terrific the last month. He's been pretty terrific for the last couple of weeks. And think about all those years where he was the Cy Young Award winner, the MVP, and then fell on his face in October. What if one year that got switched where he had a year was like, ah, he was okay. He was hurt for a bunch, pitched well down the stretch, and then suddenly dominated in October. The way, now of course, what this means is the Dodgers' path to winning their, wait, let's go, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, their sixth straight National League West title is pretty clear right now. The Rockies blew it. They blew it. And, and they will have to go on a massive win streak and hope the Dodgers fall apart. But you're never going to get the opportunity to make up this ground like you did head-to-head where you dropped five or six games. And for a franchise like the Rockies, the Venn diagram of events that have to happen to claim a division title 
are so rare that you can look back at this and say, we had a chance to win the division title and start the division series against a Braves team that is good, but certainly not stacked, certainly beatable. They had a clear path to the National League Championship Series. Boy, I stumbled through that word. I sounded like Trump trying to say anonymous. Nice timely reference when you listen to this podcast a couple years from now. The Dodgers, who a few weeks ago were left for dead as an example of a high-budget team that made all the moves and fell on their face, now have to be looked upon as a sure-fire absolute World Series contender right now. If they play, if it's Los Angeles versus Atlanta, you're picking L.A. And L.A. would win, if they beat Atlanta, then they would play the winner of the Cubs versus the wild card, which would be either the Cubs versus the Brewers, Cubs versus St. Louis, or Cubs versus Colorado. Now the Cubs could, you know, could wind up winning the the pennant as well. But here we are again. Boy, this National League is totally unpredictable. You don't know which way it will bounce. And now it's a clear path for the third straight year to have the National League Championship Series be the Chicago Cubs versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. (laughs) It reminds me when people are saying how, you know, the NBA is so unpredictable. This team, that team. Boy, you don't know how it's going to bounce. And yet you had four straight years where it was the Cavaliers versus the Warriors in the finals. So this could be the third straight year of the Cubs versus the Dodgers in the National League Championship Series. Would you be stunned by that? Not by the way they're going, because the Cubs are playing well now. And their moves went well. You know, picking up Murphy, picking up Hamels. Their starting staff, the Cubs starting staff looks really good now. And the Dodgers staff looks good now. That being said, if we've learned one thing of the National League this year, is the minute you have it figured out, something happens. And this is things turning around over a two or three week cycle. In the division series, it could be the Dodgers have one bad week. The Braves have one hot week. The Brewers, Rockies, or Cardinals go on a winning streak, or for two days the Cubs stub their toe. And next thing you know, it's a game five at Wrigley Field where winner takes all and you're in the middle of a coin flip. If you try to predict this season and think you could basically forecast it piece by piece, you will very quickly become a very, very broke person. A lot of people will lose a lot of money trying to figure out what the hell to do with the National League this year. But one thing is very certain. The Colorado Rockies had an opportunity to make this be a season to remember forever in Denver. To win their first ever division title. To be in a position where they have or they you know to to have home field advantage in some points, and to build upon last year's surprise wildcard berth to say they were wildcard one year, division winner the next, and building upon that, 
And taking a team that has the new stars like DJ LeMahieu, like Blackman, like Arenado, but sprinkling of old stars as well. Carlos Gonzalez is still there. And hey, it's Matt Holliday's made a cameo. And be that kind of perfect Colorado Rocky team that fans would be able to embrace forever. They had that shot. They had six games against the Dodgers, and they lost five of them. It's tough, tough, tough to make that up when you only have nine or ten games left and none of them are head-to-head. Don't try to predict this, National League. We all had the Dodgers for dead. And here they are. What if this is the year where they win the World Series? Think that's crazy? We've seen teams which are not the teams you thought were going to win be the team that does win. Oh, unless you pick the 06 Cardinals. Unless you pick the 2013 Red Sox. Unless you pick the 2014 San Francisco Giants. This Dodger team may not be the prettiest, but it might be the one that does it. So go to sullybaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, subscribe at iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. You could be old school, send me an email and info at sullybaseball.com. The music, as always, is by Ted Thacker, Patrick Kaliski. Looking at this NL West race and wondering what could have been in Colorado. This has been Sully Baseball for the 20th day of September 2018. I'm yours, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please, 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 I implore you, call me Sully.